Hey, welcome to the And Grace Spills podcast. My name is Andrea Grace Fillmore, and I am on a mission to help you get your yay back. To do that, I'm sharing conversations that are thought-provoking, introspective, and fun. This podcast is sponsored by The Treasury, a women's membership club and co-working community. The Treasury is located on historic Film Row in downtown Oklahoma City and full of women who are pioneering new and exciting ways to work. I partner with the Treasury to host events and create connections where women can gather to learn from one another and have a good time doing it. For more info on the Treasury and all the upcoming events, visit thetreasury.org. Hey, Naoma. Hey. Welcome again back to the show. For the accidental second time. I'm happy to be here for round two. No one knows. It's guys, if you're listening, this is not a part two. This was a the sound was so bad we had to re-record part two. So it's gonna be even better. It's better. The first one was a warm-up for everyone. And another guest of mine had to re-record as well. So you're in good company. So thanks for doing this twice. No problem. I love to talk about this. So duper. Well, I'm here with my friend Naoma Serna Zahn. I yep. love saying your name. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so cool. So, Naoma, tell us what you do for a job and I guess for hobbies if you want to throw that in. Um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about you. Okay, so I am Naoma Serna Zahn. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I run my own design agency in Oklahoma City. Um, called Nuevo Studio, and I pretty much built that business on the basis of cool design and travel, which, which is, is kind of what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk about it today. That was a fantastic <laughs> segue. Thanks for setting me up. Man. So now that we know about you and like your job, so you, let's talk a little bit about your background and let people know you are actually from Mexico Mm -hmm. and you live in exotic Oklahoma City. So exotic. Yeah. So it felt it was exotic heat today. It did. It's with no beach. It was terrible. Yeah. It's like the Sahara, but no camels. It's sad. It was so hot today. We almost died, but we didn't. We're here. Um, So you're from Mexico and tell us about that journey just briefly, like how you ended up here in the United States. Yeah, so I'm half Mexican, half American. My mother is American and my father is Mexican. And I was raised between both countries, pretty much. Um, And I moved here to Oklahoma City 13 years ago. Um, In December will be 13 years. And I moved here for college and um, stayed in college for a really long time. (laughs) Same. (laughs) And uh, have kind of always been back and forth and had this little travel bag in me um so that really plays a lot into who I am today now when I was younger I really wanted to reject a lot of this differentness about me and wanted to fit in and um be like everybody else and now I'm like yeah I'm from Mexico and I can pretty much eat spicier food than most people (laughs) (laughs) that's such a wonderful thing Thanks for, I'm glad that that's the thing that you're most proud of. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, you're bilingual, so that's cool. Trilingual though, right? Trilingual. Gosh. You show yeah. off. Just kidding. <laughs> so you speak Spanish. Uh, Spanish, English, English and, and French. French. 
Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. so jealous of my that. My first degree, I have a BA in French literature and culture. Okay. Um, <laughs> neat. Yeah, that me, is super useful. Me too. In everyday life. In Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, <laughs> Central United States. But it sounds amazing, so I still think it's worth it. Um, okay, so do you have like dual citizenship in Mexico and the United States? I do. I have two passports. Wow. And one is green and one is blue. Oh, fancy. <laughs> that makes them easy to tell apart, I'm assuming. Yeah. So what is it like? How does that, does that dual citizenship like affect your day-to-day life? Or is it like, what, how does that play into like just? So I never really think about it affecting my day-to-day life. And yeah. I think it's, I don't think, mainly because do you ever wake up and you're like, I'm American. Let's go. Every day. <laughs> I mean, I hope people Somebody do. does that. Someone somewhere does that. America, good morning. <laughs> no, that's a good point. So I don't really wake up and think, oh, I'm from Mexico and I'm American. Great. Um, <laughs> so I think it mainly affects um, where I draw inspiration from or how I think about things that, or even how I say things, like my English. Yeah. You can't hear an accent, but I sometimes will say things in a very weird way that you're like oh that's like spanish sentence structure oh which is not (laughs) the same at all it's not i haven't noticed that though like hanging out with you i haven't haven't noticed that yeah you'll you'll notice it one day and you'll be like oh she said it wrong there it is (laughs) and i'm just waiting to be called out and before it used to bother me but then i was like oh i'm sorry how many languages do you speak again yeah that's fair (laughs) one sometimes poorly (laughs) Um, So it doesn't affect my day-to-day life. It kind of affected me a little bit when um, I got married. That was kind of a biggie. Um, Trying to figure out, do I get married by American law or by Mexican law? Does um, it count in both places? How does that even work? Well, I can't get married. um, Like one, you can only get married in one country. So. Wild. And then you have to translate that document to the next country. Because if not, it can be like, is it bigamy where you marry multiple people? Yeah. So it can be like considered bigamy if I got married in Mexico to my same husband. Because it's like, she's married twice. That's a wild. No one would know that. (laughs) I mean, obviously, though, how many times do I stop and think about that? I mean, but nobody would be like, oh. I mean, I would have to up front tell people that I have to. That's wild. Paperworks. Um, that, I think, is the only time it affected affected me, really. Um, oh, except when I travel, especially now with some of the political climate. Um, when how I'm do you know, traveling how do you know abroad, which, uh, I just say I'm Mexican because it, we're kind of like Switzerland. Like, we got our own oh, problems really? to deal with. So we're not really in, like... So you leave the blue passport at home. <laughs> no, I take the blue passport. But when I get asked questions, I'm like, I'm from Mexico. I don't know. GL. Isn't my English great? (laughs) Wow. So how does being from Mexico, how did that affect your childhood? You kind of talked about a little bit, but how, more importantly, like how does it affect your life now? And, and you alluded to this, but like, how does it affect um, your day to day, your work, your decisions, things like that? So, like I said before, when I first moved here, um, I moved here at the beginning of 06, so it was just 
a really weird time and you're young and you don't really know where you're kind of fitting in in the world. And I just wanted to be normal and fit in and go to college and, you know, just live the normal life. And um, as I've gotten older, I've just realized that that's not what I want to do. I just want to live life on my own terms. So when you were a kid and you have said this a couple of times, so what was normal to you, <clears throat> quote unquote, like what was that picture to you? Well, for me, I think I associated myself more as American than Mexican when I was little because oh. I look more American. Okay. Um, where in Mexico, it's obvious that I'm not Mexican, like full Mexican. Really? Wow. Because I'm, you know, five foot nine and white and freckled. <laughs> For those of you who cannot see me, <laughs> everybody listening. <laughs> um, and here, I had more of a chance to blend in and be like, oh, you don't, you don't have to know I'm Mexican, except maybe you're like, oh, that's kind of a weird name, or yeah. where's she been? <laughs> um, so I always kind of distanced myself from that until recently. Um, and by recently, I mean in the last maybe four Ten or five minutes. years. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that's recent for me, four or five years. <laughs> um have I really embraced this Mexican side of me and this culture and this love of art and love of people and community rather than being, um, and I hate to say this, but rather than being so selfish about myself and just thinking about me, 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 Um, and the way that really shows in my work is, um, kind of bring a little bit of a different flavor to design sometimes um, compared to other people. And I think that's just because I grew up in a very cultural, historic city and bright colors I'm not scared to use and I'm okay with being a little bit out there and then can rein it back in. Um, and I kind of try to do something that's not always expected. Yeah. So I think that I pull that a lot from where I grew up and... Like travels. Can, I can only assume that it would be an asset to to say, oh, I have a whole nother wealth of cultural influence to draw from, especially in the visual work that you guys do. Yeah, that is definitely things because of my creative process starts with words. Um, cool. Which a lot of people, I guess that's kind of weird for a designer. I'm not so much of a sketcher. I'm really a word mind mapper. And because of my wealth of languages I can yeah. pull like I pick up on things like oh that means da 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 in Latin where people would probably not know that that had another meaning in Spanish or whatever yeah um not that that's super important to everything I do but it's a good to just take into consideration there's other yeah. multiple cultures like another toolbox you can yeah pull things out of so you grew up in Mexico moved to the United States went to school so did, you traveled quite a bit back and forth when you were growing up here? Um, yeah, I, I traveled. I mean, I don't even know how many places I've lived in. <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm over 15 cities, so. That's a lot. But I don't. Cities. Yeah. Um, and who knows how many homes. But, uh, yeah, I grew up back and forth. I mean, I remember flying on a plane by myself at eight same I did the same thing <laughs> I loved it I felt so cool yeah and I love flying I know that I'm one of those weirdos but same I totally have like 
my systems in check and there's people in TSA lines with all their bangles and jewelry. I'm just like, really? Is this your first and time? And they're full bottles of shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, why do you need shampoo on your carry-on, Nancy? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so um, those kind of people, I'm just like, obviously you've never done this or you have no consideration for people around you. That or you just have forgotten since you know you did this three days ago to get here. <laughs> so you grew, you traveled quite a bit, and would you say that's kind of where you're, you picked up your love for travel? Yeah, I think it actually goes a little bit further than that. Um, my family has a really crazy history on travel. Um, I did the whole ancestry DNA and da 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 da. I'm terrified to do my DNA because I could get fingered for a crime I didn't commit. That's the um, bottom line. Anyways. Anyways. I, I support that's your another podcast. Do it anyway. <laughs> that's the true crime episode, guys. We're not doing that today. Um, well, I did that, and then it popped up all of these relatives of mine that were my great-grandmother, my, great, my great-grandfather, and, their, and my great-grandfather's siblings, which I don't even know what that is to me. Um, but there's, like, these pictures of passport and visas like to brazil and um one of my great grand my great grandfather's brother wrote a book all on pyramids of mexico so there's been this weird fascination from my american family with mexico and south america and i have this gorgeous photo of my great-grandmother naoma and her husband um sitting on camels in front of the pyramids that's so so cool my goal is definitely to recreate that one day (laughs) Maybe That's not right now. Real cool. <laughs> not in the summer. Not in the summer and not with Egypt's not with political climate right unrest. now. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Unrest everywhere. Um, so I think it's just always been in my genes, my family. Um, but it really flourished when I started going to college and um, studying French. was obsessed with that. And my whole goal was to go live in France for at some point in my life, which I did. <laughs> so Yeah, so what was your first trip that wasn't to Mexico for relatives or family? My first trip when I was, I was 20, I was turning 21. It was the summer I turned 21, and I turned 21 in Paris. Oh, Not to snap. brag. <laughs> Close up shop. Naomi won. <laughs> She's won at life. Um, so I did a study tour with a college group. And it was about 14 of us, and we went to, it was two day, two weeks, and it was London, Calais, France, um, Heidelberg, Germany, and some other little place in the Black Forest in Germany, um, Switzerland, Liechtenstein, south of France, and then we ended in Paris. And then they all left. You guys can't see this, but I'm in shock. <laughs> it's more places than most Americans get the chance to go, which yeah. is amazing. And so then after that, I stayed another um, five days in Paris, and then I went, I have an uncle that lives in Switzerland, so I took the train down and stayed with him a week. Of course you do. That's fine. (laughs) And then I had, um, then I took the night train down to Rome. Oh my gosh. And it was so hot. It was, I mean, I need to give Rome another chance because- Almost glad you suffered a little bit because I'm so jealous of that trip. It's okay. I understand. Honestly, I kind of hated it. So I need to give Rome another shot. But it was so I miserable. guess you have to go back to Rome. I guess. Whatever. Here we go. Lame. <laughs> so with all these travels and your dual citizenship and your, like, your upbringing in two different countries, 
How would you say that that has impacted, like, the, the travel and the whole international, broader picture of the world? How has that impacted what you would call, like, your yay story? Like, what does that mean to you? I think my yay story is really finding myself, um, which may be a little too deep for oh, what you awesome. were expecting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting anything but the truth. <laughs> So my gay story really um, came from totally accepting myself and learning to listen to myself and figure out what I wanted to do. And that came from um, my last year of studying my French degree. I went and studied abroad and I lived in France for a year. Um, I lived in this tiny town called Amiens. And it was probably one of the best years of my life, honestly, but I could not do that now. It was so intense. Um, but being dropped into a country where you literally know not one single person and where your Dang. language of that country is intermediate at best. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you're arriving at a train station with your bag and you're just waiting. You're just like, where? how do I even get to my dorm? How do I even, where is the college? It's not scary at all. <laughs> it's a little scary and it is really rough. Um but it is so worth it. So if you're in college and you're thinking about study abroad, do it 100%. Do it. I would never, I, that's not even a regret. Um, so I get there and I meet people from around the world that are also studying abroad. And you just create these connections with those people that, because you're all in that same very unique situation. Very unique yeah. situation. And it's also a situation where you can kind of choose your friends. Because it's not like, oh, this is my mother's best friend's daughter, and I have to, yeah, like, yeah, maybe we like each other, but like, I don't have to be best friends with her. Um, so you're finally, I was finally in a situation where I could really pick and choose the friends that I wanted to be with, and um, I made some of the best friendships of my life that I still talk to today, de a decade later. Cool. Um, and go and visit them, and they come here, and they all came to my wedding in Mexico Amazing. from Europe. Like, it was, it just created this crazy dynamic relationship where we could not talk for two years and then pick back up like we had just seen each other yesterday. And those kind of friendships are so rare and unique. Um, so that kind of became the, par the first part of my yay story, my phase <laughs> of discovery. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that was the first time where you feel truly free to meet the people that you want to meet and do the things that you want to do. Um, so while I was there is when I realized that my true thing for work was design. So I came back, graduated with my degree in French, and went back into school, which is why I was in school oh, for a decade. Oh, man. So then you <laughs> went and studied design. Yes. Wow. Um, and that was really rough coming back. Um, and then from there, I just started gaining more confidence with each travel I went on. And, um, it just kind of, when you travel, it just puts your, yourself in such a perspective, like, oh, the world does not revolve around me. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, oh, these people are just human like me and I'm having to explain myself in half sign language, half whatever yeah. language we can kind of both speak. Um, so you don't have this 
um, social standard that you typically have in your normal life of this is where this person is and this is where this other person is and this is the social ladder and this is the social cues. Yeah. You don't really have that when you travel. Well, it kind of takes off a lot of the um, boundaries or barriers that you would normally have when you're just in your own world. You just live in such a fishbowl, and I think that's true of everyone. I mean, Oklahoma City is not a big city, but it's not a small town, and it's it still feels small to me because when you leave, I mean, there's just, I think travel has a way of definitely, to sound cliche, broadening your horizons and opening your eyes to, like, your place in the world is much smaller than you think it is. Yeah. But in a healthy way. Exactly. It's not to demoralize you or make you feel insignificant, but more of, oh my gosh, there's so much more I could be doing. What Am, yeah. as, am I living the kind of life that I really want to be living? Yeah. And I think I found it interesting too, when you travel or when I've been traveling, kind of like what you said, it's easy to like, I don't know. It's almost like you feel a little bit freer to be more in touch with yourself and your personality and your quirks because you're like, I don't know these people. I'll never see them again kind of a thing. But then also it's just such a different, it's like jumping into some cold water. It's that culture shock that yeah. it's, it's almost refreshing once you get over the shock of it the first couple times. But um, how is, how is all of this travel and really, you said you're becoming comfortable in your own skin through the travel and then coming back. How has that changed, like, your perspectives and your worldview personally in living in the middle of the United States? Yeah, so I get asked this a lot as to why are you still here or why do you live in Oklahoma City, especially by some of my friends in Europe that they're like, Okay, this is cool, man. I live in Edinburgh, Scotland. No offense, Sarah, I love you, but... She, <laughs> but I mean, all my friends live in these cool places and they're like, why are you in Oklahoma city? Like, I'm I bet it sounds cooler when they say it though. <laughs> it does. But in their <laughs> eyes, they're like really picturing like, like Midwest like saloons. <laughs> yeah. Like a prairie and dusty saloons. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, we don't ride horses guys. Not and I do not sleep in a teepee. <laughs> that, yeah. It bl- I would love to though. Okay. <laughs> I know somebody that has the teepee, but honestly, like it's ever, I think people, for some reason, they think we are not in the 21st century. It's we like, have Wi-Fi. We have, have Wi-Fi. <laughs> we have an NBA team and you see it all on TV and then you're like, Oh, did you ride your horse to the game? I'm like, no, you probably could if you wanted to, but I kind of wish I would because traffic would be less. That's true. <laughs> Just saying, if somebody's got some ideas for some businesses. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> the reason you're in Oklahoma City. So the reason I'm here and have decided to actually stay here is I truly love Oklahoma City. Um, the people here are some of the nicest people I've ever encountered, um, and. I love seeing the, our community grow and just being part of that growing process and being somebody that can help shape the culture of Oklahoma yeah. City for the future. Um, and I also, I love that we're kind of in the middle. Yeah. It's just easier to get everywhere, everywhere by the way. Else. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't fly anywhere from here, but you can stop somewhere else from here. <laughs> exactly. <That's> so real. <laughs> Um, and also it is incredibly cheap to live here. That's, that's true. So, um, because I can, because I live in Oklahoma city at the age of 31 that I am, I'm able to 
own my own business and own my own house and still be able to travel at least internationally once a year. Which is big. I, yeah, I'm not on that level yet. I'm working on it. You'll get there. I'm working on it, girl. You'll get there. Yeah, it's, and just for, for people that don't live in Oklahoma City, side note, we have listeners, and most of them are in the United States, but... I actually have some listeners in France, and I don't know how that's possible. So would you like to greet them in French? <laughs> Bonjour. Bienvenue. Wow, that sounds so much better than if I said the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so, too. But now I'm like, I'm never going to even attempt it. Wow. Hello, France. If you're listening, hit us up on Instagram, please. I've been there. I live there. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know who's listening in France. But for the people that are not from here, like... Oklahoma City is kind of in the middle of this cultural renaissance, especially in the arts and just in its own community development. And it's it's like being in the middle of, I don't even know how to describe it. I would say that it's like being able to watch the Big Bang. Yes, that is so great. That's exactly <laughs> right. Because, and the arts are f- growing at an astounding rate. So, like, for you to have a design company, this is a great place for you to be, especially yeah. with such a different flavor and flair that you bring to that. I mean, but the arts are exploding, and it's just... And the food scene here is food, unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started. That's so a whole you, podcast. If you do not live in Oklahoma City and you come to Oklahoma City, I'm more than happy to share my food recommendations. I'm more than happy to let you buy me dinner. <laughs> <laughs> lunch is fine too. Or lunch or breakfast or coffee. Snacks. Any, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. So I love, for the record, I love Oklahoma City. I'm not trying to get out of here anytime soon. Um, so I love so much. I think that's one, one reason why I like you so much is that you're just so pro OKC. Because I really feel that. I feel like it's a cool place, and especially for young professionals, people in their 30s and 40s, it's it's a very happening place to kind of build your career. And the vibe that I get, at least the people that I'm around, it's not people that are, like, trying to claw their way to the top. They're trying to, like, make the city a better place. Let's do it together. Let's kind of have this. There's definitely this, like, community versus competition like community over competition feeling that they're starting to have in Oklahoma city, which is like, let's rise the tide for us all to go up together. And I totally am in love with that feeling. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons my husband and I decided to stay in Oklahoma city as well. I mean, it's, he's from here, so that kind of helps, but, um, (laughs) but I mean, I'm not planning on leaving OKC Anytime soon. Okay, but full if, full time. But I guess I could, should say. I guess I should say full time. If you could, next question. If you could live anywhere tomorrow, where would you choose? Like money is no option. There is no obstacle. M- money is not a problem. Okay, Amsterdam. I knew it. <laughs> yep. Why Amsterdam? What What do you love about Amsterdam? Oh, Amsterdam. Uh, it's kind of like an Oklahoma City. And for people that are in Amsterdam, and if you hear this, do not take offense. Um, (laughs) Amsterdam, you're just like us. Sorry. It's like a big city, but it has that small town feel. Yeah. And the people... I've been to that airport, but never into the city. (laughs) I love saying that airport's name. (laughs) What is it? Say it it for me. Um, Amsterdam Schiphol. 
I don't. But okay. <laughs> Neat. Um, you could probably delete that. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody has a, uh, can spell that, you win a prize. Not really. It just feels you like can it spell it, hard. but you can't Google it. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Um. So I just love it's it's bike friendly. It's mainly pedestrian. It's flat. <laughs> nice. So it's unlike <laughs> other parts of Europe where it's like, oh my gosh, you get over to Sw- Switzerland is like, oh my gosh, it's uphill both ways, legit. Yeah, I've been to Switzerland and it's like it, literally that's true. There's no flat surface, maybe two steps of flat, which is surface. great because then you get to eat Swiss chocolate and then you lose four pounds from walking everywhere. Yeah, so it's kind of a win-win. It is, it is, but I really love um, Amsterdam. It's definitely this cool, um, cool vibe that's happening there, and they're definitely going through a revitalization as well so their northern part of the city is was like the old shipyards and where like all the boats were built and now they're turning them into like cool boutique container hotels and all this cool stuff is like little like vegan cafes are popping up like on boats and wow (laughs) it's just a cool little place and um i've heard nothing but great things about amsterdam and I just kind of hate that so many people associate just Amsterdam with, like, it being the Sin City. Yeah. Uh, and it's a bad rep, but I've does. heard I've heard good things. A lot of good things. But there's some amazing stuff and some amazing museums, and it's great. That's awesome. So, you guys heard it first here. Go visit Amsterdam if you're looking for a new international destination. For sure. Yeah. So... If someone was saying, well, I could go overseas, but I kind of want to just save some money or I kind of want to buy this thing. Like, why would you say it's important for people to have that experience to travel even to another state? Um, that's so hard because everybody's priorities are so different. And mine, I will always choose travel over buying something. Um I mean, that's just... I mean, obviously, feed your kids, people. I mean, yeah, don't starve people and, like, pay your bills. Yeah, Um, please keep your electricity (laughs) on. But I would say that your needs are not actually your needs that you think of. It's a little... hate to, like, tell you that, but... And I'm guilty of this, too. Like, don't tell... I'm not, like, free of this, but... Do you really need to go to Starbucks every morning? Or could you just brew your own coffee? Listen, you are not welcome in this house anymore. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm guilty of it too, but I know if I'm if I'm planning on a trip, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna go to Starbucks. I'm gonna brew coffee at home. I'm not gonna eat out. I'm gonna actually cook. Um right. there's just different necessities. And I'm not saying be so strict that you're not enjoying your life where you're living because That'll just make you resent where you live. Sure. Um, but there's different priorities. Like, do you really need to buy a new Lexus or can you get around with your old car? Um, Tough you, question. Do you just need kidding. the Louis Vuitton bag or could that be your plane ticket? Listen, that could be my... Listen, this <laughs> Naomi is saying you should sell your Louis Vuitton bag and buy me a plane ticket. I mean, I support this message. <laughs> Buy Andrea a plane ticket to come see you wherever you are. I'll come do it. Yeah. Wow. So why do you think, so really boiling that down even more, like why do you think that it's important that people take time and make the investment to travel? Uh, So I, (laughs) there's so many reasons, but 
One thing that really crushed me the other day, I was overhearing a conversation at Starbucks, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> as I just said, don't drink Starbucks, which I, I do. But anyway, um, I was overhearing this conversation and this, this woman was just unhappy with um, her career and where she was. And she's like, well, now I'm having to use my vacation because I just don't want to be at work. And I haven't used my vacation in over four years. Oh, that's sad. And there really needs to be some sort of balance. Like you need to be able to enjoy your life, enjoy where you are, but also get out and enjoy your work. Like you don't need to be, I think there's just this American mentality where it's like hustle, 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 don't live. And then you get to do all podcast. Yeah. Then you get to do all your fun stuff and your golden age. (laughs) Yeah, And I don't believe that, mainly because I'm probably never going to retire because I know myself. Yeah. Um, but two, like, I'm probably not going to be able to climb Machu Picchu when I'm 60. And I probably don't want to be. I have a be. friend that did that. And I'm like, why? I'm tired just from your Instagram. <laughs> but you're cool. But why? There's a train, by the way, that takes you up Ooh, there. Sign me <laughs> up for the train. <laughs> but... I just think that you need to be living your life now and going and seeing the things that you want to do rather than just saving and saving and saving to try and do that. Oh, yeah. Um, I know that when people put a goal in mind, like, you can make it happen. Right. Um, Like, you can do it. And it just takes some research, and it's a little scary, and I think that that's why. But once you get that first sip of travel like it's downhill like welcome to my club (laughs) I know it's a man so for a couple when I was in high school I was going on mission trips so I would do like every year one one year I went on the country twice and so the first year I didn't I was like kind of sad and kind of getting depressed and I remember telling my mom or somebody and I was like oh I just realized this is the first year I haven't been out of the country that's why I'm sad. I'm normally going somewhere right yeah. now. And it just becomes something to look forward to. And it's just so refreshing. So even a change of scenery, like 100%. across the state line, yeah. like I, I'm not, I'm going to get flack for this, but like go to Arkansas at least. It's beautiful. It is actually very beautiful. No comment. Or Texas or, oh, I'm just kidding. Arkansas, please continue listening. <laughs> but it's so important to like it's it's good for your mind it's good for your body it's good for your soul to get out of that natural routine and pull away because yeah yeah because it's like the episode we talked with alex was like mental health is important and you can't do that if you never rest Mm -hmm. but on the other hand it's like it's so good for you to grow as an individual to surround yourself with something different with people that aren't like you it helps bring diversity and just does, it adds so much depth and just enriches your whole life. Mm-hmm. The little things, like even the little weekend things are just so important. Yeah. So I try to leave every three months. So, um, and that's either I'm going to New Mexico or I'm going down to Dallas or I'm going to Scotland or I'm going, I'm going somewhere every three months. That's From just Dallas uh, straight to Scotland. Wow. Yeah. Jump. Well. <laughs> Yeah, it can be that way. (laughs) And it is my goal every year to travel a little bit more than the year before. And like even just going, I think earlier this year, I drove to Tennessee to see my brother. And just that time in the car for that nine hours. Oh, you're just unwinding. Oh, man. It just feels so good. 
And you don't realize, I think a lot of times, you don't realize how stressed or wound up or tense you are until you're out of that situation or the routine or the mundane. And then you, you kind of step back and you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Oh, now I understand why I was grinding my teeth at night. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> <laughs> stress is real, guys. It's so real. <laughs> so what is one country or city you want to visit but you haven't yet? Uh, Greece is my top one right now. Um, my best friend and I are planning a girl trip to Greece. To nice. Because not to do all the island hopping and all the romantic things, but like we're such Greek mythology nerds that we're like, we want to go Amazing. see the temples. <laughs> <laughs> or what's left of them. Or what's left or see where the thing was. Yeah. That's cool. Also eat olives. I love olives. And okay, that's a random one to throw in there. Yay, go you. <laughs> what is, uh, what's your favorite airport that you've been to so far? Okay, I have three. Oh, of course you do. The be- the prettiest airport is Madrid Barajas. Barajas okay. for those of you. For Americans. <laughs> Um, it's gorgeous. It was redone, I think, in 2010, and it's so beautiful. Um, the second favorite is Tokyo because... Oh, Tokyo has my heart. I have never gone through security, checked baggage so quick in my life than I have in the Tokyo airport. And, um, I mean, I just remember we got lost and we were trying to get to the airport and we finally got an Uber and Tokyo drift is real. Oh man. (laughs) And we arrived at the airport 45 minutes before our flight was leaving. Yeah. That crazy. Okay. With a checked bag, (laughs) which I would never ever. And where are you flying to? Bangkok. Okay. And the only reason I had checked bag was because I brought so much sunscreen with me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's actually a carry on. But I just had so much liquid in it that I had to check wow. it. So, <laughs> so I'm like, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make this flight. And it's an eight-hour flight. It's not. You think that it's a lot closer, but they're not close at all. Yeah. Um, they're on the same side of the yeah. world. That's about it. That's about it. I thought, oh, it should be like a four-hour flight. That's a joke. Um, so we get there. I get my bag checked. We make it through security, passport control, and still have like 15 minutes. That's wild. To wait before we're boarding. And I was like, this will never happen again. This would never happen in the U.S. Never. Like, if They'd I be like, oh, sorry, you're here for another week. <laughs> They'd be like, sorry. Thanks for no. flying Delta. <laughs> I'll never fly Delta again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Shade on Delta. Never again. Noted. Um, <laughs> Um, but if Delta, you want to sponsor this podcast, I fly Delta all day. <laughs> yeah. The third favorite airport I have, and this is going to sound really crazy for most people, but it's Houston. What? And it's because they have got their TSA and passport control in check. I fly in there most of the time from international flights, and it is the smoothest transition really? to get into my next flight. It's a travel tip from our <laughs> travel guru today, guys. Fly through Houston. Skip Dallas. Skip Dallas. Dallas for real. is the worst. Oh you my. will be there forever. I don't even want to think. <laughs> the last time I flew through Dallas, I was flying Dallas to Heathrow to South Africa to Mozambique and it was oh my gosh and when we drove how long was that how long was that flight like how long were your each flight 
Um, the longest flight was from London to Is it Cape Town. Uh, no, you had to fly somewhere else. Um, Johannesburg. Uh huh. And it, I want to say it was like twenty one hours of travel time. Yeah. Well, total or the flight. I don't. Bit. I don't know about the flight. The whole day we spent about twenty seven hours. Yeah. Point A to point B because we had to drive to Dallas as well. I mean, that's how it felt flying. And then there's a medical emergency on the plane. Oh, my God. It was. (laughs) Oh, my God. Poor soul. We got to Dallas and my friend forgot her passport or her green card because she's actually from Japan. So her green card was not in her bag. So she had to go back to all the way to Norman. And then there was a medical emergency once we're almost. We were flying Dallas to London. And if you've never been on a flight with a medical emergency, um, that's the best way to go. Just FYI. So apparently this man was, I don't even know what was wrong with him, but we were almost over. Because, you know, on, on international flights, you're in a bigger seat and they have the screen that shows Slightly you Slightly bigger seat. <laughs> it's like you get four extra half inches. So like, we're, you know, they have the screen. Yeah. And it shows you where the plane is yeah. over the United States. And it's kind of scary watching. when it's over the ocean. I don't like watching it. <laughs> but... So we're on the United States. We're just passing Pennsylvania. I mean, because we're going to fly over New York and then straight You're gonna go over. Up to the we're north. heading yeah. northeast. So I was like, it was dead of night, and most people are asleep. But I, on the screen pops, oh, if you're a nurse, the oh. flight attendant needs you. And I was like, no. And my friend was a nurse, and they're waking her up from her NyQuil-like snooze oh, fest. Oh, no. And she attended to this guy, and she's like, well, I mean, there's nothing I can do. I'm just on the plane. So she tried to take care of him and stuff, and everything ended up being fine, but he definitely shouldn't have been traveling at all. But he had some medical issues that made the travel just worse for him. But um, I thought, oh, my gosh, we're going to land the plane in New York. We're going to have to make it. And oh, they man. were I was thinking, like, Greenland. I was like, you're going to be in Greenland. We were almost <laughs> over the United States, and I thought, this is it. This is the end. We are not going to even make it out of the United States before we have to land the plane. Cause, and, you know, my friend was like, They're, the flight attendants were freaking out. They didn't know what to do. And they were talking about landing the flight because this guy was not well. I mean, it was bad. He ended up being fine, and he made the whole flight. And I don't know how. And I was just like, this wow. is all. So by the time we got to Africa and our bags were lost, It was like, (laughs) this is the wildest 24 hours I have ever lived in my life. And then we got, well, okay, so in Dallas, we lost, the the green card wasn't there. In the the flight, the the medical emergency, then we get to London, and there's like a seven-hour layover. And then we leave London, and we get to Africa, and we think the layover's making us late, so me and my three friends run to the gate, and we get there, and they're on Africa time, and they're like, oh, no, the captain's not even here yet. (laughs) We thought, we're like, oh, the plane is boarding right now, and we had run through the whole security checkpoint, and they're like, oh, the pilot's not even here. Then we get to Mozambique, and we have no luggage, and I was like, this is already the most adventurous thing I have ever done in my life. And I haven't even got off the plane. We're not even... (laughs) Out of the airport. We're not even in... In the apartment yet where we're staying, it was in. We lost electricity like three times while we we're staying there. I mean, oh our gosh. luggage got lost coming back. It was just wow. But the thing about a, a 
all that to say is please travel anyway. Don't be afraid because that was a, definitely a freak trip. But that, no, that's no never happened to me, and I've traveled. I've tons. never, <laughs> yeah, I've never had lost bags like that. And we got them, you know, within the next day or so. But it was just so insane. But the thing about travel is, I was like, this is such an adventure. What is even happening, or what's going to happen next? Yeah, and I, I that's what I love about travels. If you never know what scenario can happen and it kind of keeps you on your toes or you might have to switch flights or run to a gate or eat yeah. something different and it's so it's just such an adventure for me I love love it something there's it's almost like this light switch inside of me gets flipped on when I get to travel it's like oh what's gonna happen no one knows <laughs> it could be anything now on Andrea's TV soap opera <laughs> she was Mozambique <laughs> She was only going to Mozambique. <laughs> I'd watch that show. Yeah, it was fun. I celebrated my birthday in Mozambique, actually. Oh, that's amazing. And I don't know, what was it? Was that 2016, I think? It was wild. Yeah. And I was like, yay. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other story. So anyways, before we wrap up, what are your, do you have any one or two personal tips you want to leave us with for packing and or travel oh my gosh I have so many tips so I'll probably I don't even know how to narrow it down um I will say that I only I I rarely check a bag unless there's like sunscreen involved (laughs) um that's like a gift that I don't have and I only I only take carry-on almost all the time I aspire to be like you in that you can do it you can do it (sighs) I don't know. Well, I mean, I just went to Europe for three weeks and I only had a duffel bag Listen, and a backpack. Quit bragging. Uh, <laughs> you can do it. I can't. I want to. Someday I will. <laughs> so don't check your bags. Don't check your bag because you could lose your bags like that. You could go to Africa and not have clean underwear. <laughs> but I mainly say don't check your bag because you just get in and out of the airport so much faster. And you just know where all of your stuff is all the time. Um... I never thought about that. I just thought about being minorly inconvenienced, taking fewer things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, it's just like, oh, I don't have to wait 45 minutes between air flights to wait for my bag to come off the carousel. I can actually skip this huge line and go straight to passport control before all these dweebs get all their bags. (laughs) That must be, it must be like. And by the time they're leaving the airport because they got their checked bag, like I'm already in my Airbnb. Bye. Like, I'm already on the beach. Bye. (laughs) I need to get on that level stat. (laughs) So I would say take a carry-on. I know it sounds crazy that you can't do, but you totally can. And this is how you do it. Here's the deal. First of all, Naoma, you need a YouTube channel. Okay. (laughs) You need to be doing some of these packing tips. (laughs) And then also next time I travel, I need you to pack my bag for me. I'll just come over and I'll I'll guide you. (laughs) I need all the tips and the help. Um, so I just keep it to four colors that all work together for my oh, wardrobe. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, you wear all black. I wear all black. Yeah, It done. all matches. Yeah. Done. I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> um, another travel tip I would say is look for flights on Tuesday and Wednesday mornings. So you're saying look for flights that leave on Tuesday and Thursday? No. Or, like that's or that's when, when you, you need to shop? shop. Okay. That's when you need to shop for stuff. Um, typically when you fly out on Monday through Thursdays, typically cheaper. Um, I do Airbnb cause I like to 
see what it would be like to live in like somebody's local apartment. Nice. Rather than a hotel. Plus, I think it's cleaner than a hotel. We did that in Mozambique. And let me just tell you, um, it was nicer than probably most places. However, it was on the fourth floor and there's no elevator. Oh, yeah. So we all lost a few LBs that week (laughs) up and down the stairs several times a day. My yeah. legs were so sore for two days. I was like, guys, I don't even know if I can go downstairs today. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, I remember having a few apartments like that where it's like you leave something up there and you're like, it's not worth it. I don't need it. I don't yeah. need it for the no, day. It's we're fine. good. <laughs> um, I would say if you've never gone to Europe and you are planning your trip to Europe or it really anywhere where you're really going to be doing a lot of walking, um, the two weeks before you're flying out, just walk for an yes. hour on the treadmill and get your body used to walking a lot. Yes. It'll help you. Because if you don't, you'll so regret it by the second day. And you'll take be actual sad. walking shoes. Yep. There's so many times I see all these. Listen, Americans, you drive everywhere, okay? You're not used to it. You're not, even if you think you are. You're, you're not. definitely not. Your feet are not ready. <laughs> Your feet are like little baby feet. <laughs> I've never had to work a day in a really life. weird visual picture. <laughs> that was probably the worst thing I could say. But um, you're just not used to it. And then buy compression socks if you're on yes. a flight that's longer than six hours. So real. You're going to feel like an elderly person when you go to CVS and buy some <laughs> compression socks. But when you get off the plane, you will be so happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's so real. Yep, so compression socks are your friend. That's true. Wow. Um, I think I'll keep it to that many tips, I guess. I think that's a good few. <laughs> I still think you should have a a YouTube channel. A YouTube, so you can help us all. Just show you how I pack. Yes, and what, because I need mm-hmm. to know. When I went to Africa, I was, like, Googling everything. I was, like, Jersey nets are your up. friend. Jer- and if you're going somewhere hot, linen is your friend. True, true. All right, let's do some rapid-fire questions. Oh Are you boy. ready for those? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I've already asked you some of the ones related to travel. What is the best airport bathroom you've ever used? Tokyo. Of course. I I'm mean, not even surprised. Their bathrooms, it's just like a next level. There's music. There's perfume. They can be heated. I want to live in that airport. It's like... It's nicer than my house. That's all toilets in, in Japan. Okay, Japan, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I would connect... To Japan in like a very real way. It's beautiful. I want to oh. go back for a full Japan trip. That was just a I have never layover. been to Asia. That's one place I've not been. I've been to Central America, South America, Mexico, Europe briefly, but man, Asia. I haven't, I haven't done South America yet. So or Africa. That's on my list. Africa's super cool. Not literally. It's quite warm. <laughs> um, okay, what? is your favorite musical genre? Um, I guess if you had to pinpoint it, I'd say alt-rock, which I feel so lame, but... <laughs> when you get into your 30s, alt-rock, it might as well have been, like, you know, top smooth jazz rock hits. Like, that's what it sounds like when you say alt-rock, but I feel you. No, I just don't know how to explain it. That's fair. <laughs> okay, what's the last... What's a... Like, give me an example of an artist that you like a lot. Um, well, Bell and Sebastian, I r- love them. Good, yes. I was just listening to them earlier. Um, Feist, love her. Ooh, 
I have not listened to her in a minute. Yeah, you're going to play that tonight. I will be. You know it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, would you call yourself someone that is organized, messy, or are you an organized mess? I'm an organized mess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. 100%. Um, okay, important question. I need your cultural input. What are, what's the best nachos in Oklahoma City? I think the best nachos in Oklahoma City are is at Oso. But yeah. I also haven't tried all the nachos everywhere, so. And if there's an Oklahoma City restaurant that wants to say that they have better nachos than Oso, I'm welcome to come and Prove taste it test. and we will try. <laughs> I used to have, uh, the reason I always ask people about nachos, I used to have a nacho Instagram, but I got locked out. I can't remember the password. Oh, no. It was just, yeah, my nachos from Mozambique were on there, too. Oh. Yep. So it's still out there. I just can't log in. So it's Nacho is Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So I love I love a good nacho. Um, always. So what's your favorite website to kill time? Oh, Pinterest. I hate oh, I hate really? myself for saying that. <laughs> but like I would not peg you as the <laughs> Pinterest girl. Well, I'm not like, let's make candles. But <laughs> <laughs> look at this ribbon I got on sale. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I would just say there's just so much on there. I get overwhelmed with Pinterest, so I only go for the things that I know I've saved. Yeah, but and I it's mean, recipes. Recipes. That's. I mean, they just have really good recipes that are actually pretty easy. They got some weird ads on there now. I'm like, uh, I'm not looking for a toilet seat, but uh, oh, this okay, is definitely. Is I've never gotten that ad. It's weird. Um, okay. You don't even own a house. I know. You're like, I don't need this. I don't need you. What are you? What are you trying to creep on my? Who's been searching for toilet seats on my browser? You need to clear those cookies. Not me. <laughs> clear them cookies. Oh, what's your favorite type of cookie? Oh, oh. It was so hot today. I walked right by Insomnia Cookies and I wanted one, but it was so hot. I was like, I the will idea. be so sick. <laughs> the idea of it. Just, just for reference, everyone it was one hundred and five degrees today. Yeah. So I felt like a big marshmallow over. Pray for us here. Over, <laughs> over a campfire. Yeah. Um, I would say macadamia Ooh, white yes. chocolate. When it's done right, yeah. it's so good. It has to be done right. Yeah. I agree. Because you can't. Not that prepackaged stuff. Nope. No. I also like oatmeal cookies. I'm a weirdo. <gasps> I have the best oatmeal. I can make the best oatmeal cookies. They will blow your mind. I'm They're ready. so good. They're full of trans fat. <laughs> They're Perfect. my great grandmother's <laughs> recipe. She actually used to call them flying saucers because they're so big when they're done. Yes. And when they're around, I'm like, oh, breakfast, because it's cinnamon and oats and raisins. Same and thing. <laughs> that's not true. Also, nine cups of sugar. <laughs> um, okay, let's do one more. Um, what is your favorite accessory when you get dressed? Right now, it's earrings. Oh, any particular pair? Um, I have these gold geometric ones. The and ones you wore today. The ones I wore today. And They're it's so cute. And it's only because I can literally put those on in lipstick and it looks like I really tried. You fancy. See, organized mess. Organized <laughs> mess. It is an art form. It is. Okay, Naoma. Um, why don't you plug your stuff? Tell us where we can find Nuevo Studio, find you on social events or anything else that's pertinent to your life. <laughs> so you can follow, um, my personal Instagram, which is N-A-O-S-E-R-N-A. 
at Naocerna. Um, and if you just want to see my travel photos, you can follow the hashtag NeneVacay. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and you can follow our studio, which is Nuevo. I'm sorry, NeneVacay. I'm stuck on that for a minute. Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, I had to. I mean, you had to. It's still, it, okay. And actually, if you click it, it's like only my stuff. Wow. That's so, bomb. Okay, you're owning it. Nene Vacay. You I'm should get shirts it. next time you travel. Yeah, I should. Oh my gosh. With the hashtag Nene Vacay. Yeah. Follow you'll, Nene you'll, Vacay. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be a travel influencer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't get me started. I actually could never do that. Um, oh. No, that's too much work. Um, but you can follow my studio and kind of see all the fun stuff that we do. And you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook for that. And it's Nuevo, N-U-E-V-O, like new in Spanish, underscore studio. And you can see all the cool stuff we do and make and what workshops we'll have coming up. That's awesome. And you do a lot of cool stuff in Oklahoma City workshops and stuff-wise. So thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for sharing your yay story. Um, we'll have all of those links in the show notes on the website, www.andgracefills.com. And until next time, travel light? Please. I don't know. Is travel light. You can do it. I have faith. Just travel. Just travel. Thank you. <laughs>